Welcome to the Wealthy Coach Podcast, where I teach you how to become wealthy AF in your business, your mindset, your coaching, and your life. I'm your host, Kendra Perry. I am a former functional health coach turned online business mentor for health coaches, practitioners, and professionals. I'm here to help you grow the online business of your dreams by teaching you the strategy, the tech, and by helping you cultivate the mindset you need to be a badass health entrepreneur. I'm blunt, I'm to the point, and I'll probably drop an F-bomb or two, so fasten your seatbelts and get ready to become wealthy AF. Hello, hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Wealthy Coach Podcast. I'm Kendra. I am an online business mentor for health and wellness coaches, and I cannot wait to help you with your business. All right, let's jump into it. You got a bad review. You got some bad feedback. You got a client asking for a refund when they were three quarters done your program. Crap, that sucks, right? What do you do? How do you actually handle that? So we're going to dive into that in today's episode. First off, I want to say it's hundred percent normal. Okay. And it happens to absolutely everyone at some point in your business, you're going to get a bad review. You're going to get bad feedback. You're going to get an angry client asking for a refund and possibly even insulting you as a coach, your program. It comes with the territory and it's a part of it. I will not forget one of my first pieces of bad feedback and a refund request. So I was working with this woman and, you know, she was having some gut issues and I was running testing at the time and I ran a gut test and based on the patterns on her gut test, I thought, I think this woman might have SIBO. She had um, some common markers that show up on the GMAP stool test that I was like, yeah, I think this woman might have SIBO. So then I recommended a SIBO test for her and then the SIBO came up. Now she was actually real pissed off about this because she felt that I should have run the SIBO test earlier. And I told her, Hey, that's not how I do things. I don't want to run a test unless I'm sure that we should be running it. I don't want to waste your money. You know, SIBO is a small part of the bigger picture. And this is what we do. We look for the markers and if it feels indicated. If it seems like it could be there, there, we will run it. But she was really upset about this. She ended up being real rude to my team and she just thought I was a horrible coach and I should be ashamed of myself. And you know, what business did I have, you know, calling myself a functional health coach? And it was really frustrating because at this point when she uh, said all these things, we were about halfway through our program and she wanted a refund and, you know, she was really lashing out. And I was really frustrated because I was like, well, you know, what do I actually do? How do I actually remedy this situation? How do they make this person happy? And so I did try to remedy the situation. And in the end, I ended up giving her a partial refund. Now, not because I had to, I had a rock solid contract that said, I do not provide refunds, but it was more of like an energetic exchange where I just wanted to like kind of refund and move on because at this point I could very much tell that this was not someone I wanted to remedy with or, you know, someone who I really wanted to work with moving forward. So when this happens, I would say, you know, when you have someone who is upset, maybe they're upset with something in your program, they're requesting a refund, that sort of thing. I would always try to remedy the situation. And it's always helpful if you can get them on the phone and just chat with them because sometimes there is a miscommunication 
or they are expecting something that you actually didn't promise. It's always helpful to be like, hey, yeah, I understand, you know, be very, very gracious, be very friendly, be very kind, and just say, hey, I'd love to just, you know, hop on a Zoom and let's just have a chat and like, maybe you can tell me more about this, right? Because I think a lot of the reason why people might be upset is because of uh, expectations that aren't aligned or there's maybe some sort of miscommunication. And it's always better, it's always hard to communicate over email or text or something like that. It's always more helpful when you actually speak face to face, okay? Now, you also wanna ask yourself, you know, am I in the wrong? Because sometimes you do fuck up, right? And I am always happy to offer people something of value if we did mess up, for example. And so, you know, for example, in my membership program, if we mess up and somebody's upset about it, I'll offer them a couple months for free in the membership. I have no problem doing that. If the error was truly on our end, and I believe that we should try to make up for it, okay? You know, offering an extra session or something to try to make up for it if you do believe that it was something you messed up, like maybe something was confusing or disorganized or whatever. But you're not always in the wrong, right? And sometimes, like, for example, with the example that I just used about this client and her SIBO, like, I didn't do anything wrong. That is my process. Um, I don't run SIBO tests right off the bat unless I see it indicated because oftentimes it's a big waste of people's money, right? And it's not the most fun test to collect. If you've ever collected a sample for a SIBO test, it's like kind of brutal. Anyways, sometimes you are not in the wrong, but typically I would still try to remedy the situation by getting them on the phone. And if it feels right, I would still maybe offer them an extra session and be like, Hey, I'm sorry, you feel that way. I'd love to offer you an extra session. I always try to remedy, um, and try to repair the relationship if it's something I want to repair, because you don't always want to repair it. Sometimes the way people treat you or talk to you or your team, the way they react, show you quite quickly that, wow, this client is really out of alignment. This is really toxic and I'm not okay with this. So the woman in my example, she was sending really, really mean and inappropriate emails to my assistant, totally going off on her. And I mean, that's just not appropriate. I don't tolerate people being rude to members of my team. I understand that sometimes people get upset about something, but there is no excuse to be an asshole. It's really important that everyone treats everyone with respect. And if you are disrespecting my team, talking down to them, uh, going off on them in an email over something that is clearly not their fault, then that's sort of terms where I would end up firing a client. When it comes to clients, you do want to make sure you have a really rock solid contract in place, right? You want to make sure you specify your refund policy and you want to make sure you specify that you can't guarantee results, right? You can't guarantee results. I can't guarantee results. No practitioner or coach can actually guarantee results because it's not our responsibility to fix people's health or in my case, to grow someone's business, right? I can't grow your business for you. That's not my responsibility. That's yours, right? I'm here to guide you. I'm here to set you up for success, but ultimately your success is your responsibility. And that's the same for your clients as well. So you do wanna make sure you have those things in your contract because for example, if you don't have a refund, like a rock solid refund policy, in place in your contract, then you have to do whatever they want. Then whatever they say they want, I want a full refund, even though I just completed 90% of your program, you gotta do it, right? But if you say explicitly and you have them sign for it, I don't offer refunds, then you can do what you want. Now, that's not to say you don't make exceptions. Sometimes you have that really strong refund policy in your contract, yet you still offer someone a refund in a special circumstance. 
you can totally do that. You can always take it as a case by case situation, but you just want to make sure you are protected. If it's a situation where it feels like, okay, this person is being incredibly rude, they're being rude to me, my team, whatever it is, and you can tell that you do not want to work with this person anymore, you can refund them if you want, even if you have that refund policy in place. Me personally, I often refund people even though I don't have to just because energetically it feels like a clean cut or a clean break. Or maybe you just want to offer them a partial refund. Now, in my example, I offered a partial refund. I said, you know, I'm not going to refund you for the work that we've done, but I will refund you for, you know, any work that we were to do moving forward. Okay. I didn't have to do that. I had a really strong refund in place, but I just, you know, that's what felt good to me at the time. And that's what I did. She wasn't happy about that. She wanted the full refund, but I was not, I knew I was covered and I knew I was not obligated to do so. The next thing you want to look at is, you know, what can I learn from the situation? You know, what could I have done better, right? Because sometimes it is your mess up and that's okay. We mess up all the time. Anytime something goes wrong in our business or someone feels unsupported, I can always be like, okay, like what, where, where did we miss the mark? Where did we drop the ball? How can we put a process in place or a system in place to prevent this from happening in the future? And I find a lot of sort of miscommunications or conflicts between client and coach often come from miscommunication or boundaries, miscommunication of expectation or boundaries. Okay. So it's really, really important that you have these things in place. Okay. So in terms of boundaries, right. I remember having someone in the beginning, really mad that I wasn't responding to her in email every single day. And I was receiving such a high volume of emails at that time that I was typically responding within two days, but I didn't have that in my contract. I didn't explicitly state that they're going to have to wait two business days for an email response. Therefore, I didn't state my boundary. Therefore, they didn't know that there was a boundary to break. Or sometimes it's miscommunication with expectations, kind of what we talked about before, that you need to be really explicit that you cannot guarantee results. That needs to be in your contract. Um, and that needs to be in the way that you talk to people and market, right? You need to constantly be talking about personal responsibility when it comes to health, because ultimately they're the ones who do the work. So you want to make sure that you have all your boundaries in your contract, right? How long do people have to wait to get a response from you? What is an appropriate method of communication? Are you okay if they send you DMs on Instagram, private messages on Facebook, right? Are you okay if they text you? You wanna make sure all these things are really set up and in place, okay? And you also wanna have a process in your contract that talks about conflict resolution. Like, should we, you know, have a conflict or a disagreement? How are we actually going to resolve it? Okay. And for me, I always say, Hey, we're going to hop on a zoom meeting and we're going to have a conversation. We'll just take a quick break from this episode to tell you about my brand new masterclass, the build method unleashed a framework for a profitable and impactful health coaching business. So if you are a new coach, maybe you're still in training, or maybe you're a little bit more seasoned, but what you're doing is just not working, right? You're not making consistent income. You're not getting clients and you just kind of feel like you're spinning this hamster wheel and never really moving forward in your business. If any of those people are you, this training is exactly for you. And what you're going to learn in this training is my step-by-step method that essentially teaches you how to build a business that not only generates money, but is also impactful, meaning that it 
offers a transformational result for your client. Because I know you're here because you want more than to just make money, right? You want to change lives too. So we're going to go through my entire process in this free training. You're going to learn about why what you're doing right now isn't working and what to do instead. Plus you're going to learn how Jennifer went from a totally plateaued business that wasn't generating income to a wait list practice and raising her program price to $5,000. Imagine that. Imagine you could sell your program for $5,000. How would that actually change your life? So this training is totally free. And if you want to reserve your spot, you can go to kendraperry.net forward slash free masterclass. That's kendraperry.net slash free masterclass. You can also get the link for that in the show notes. I hope to see you there. So you want to make sure that expectations are really clear so that people know what they're getting and they know what to expect because sometimes they have expectations for something that you can't really promise, but they didn't know about it, right? So you just want to make sure that all of this stuff is in your contract and that your client reads through it. And that means should a dispute occur, should someone be upset with your program, whatever it is, you can choose to do what you want because legally you've covered yourself and you don't owe them anything. That doesn't mean to say you don't try to remedy it or be a good human or, you know, try to make the situation better or try to come up with a remedy that makes everybody happy. You absolutely can do that and should do that, but you do want to make sure that you are legally covered. And the other thing I just want to mention about this is it's going to happen to you. So when it happens to you, please don't use it as a story to think that you are a really shitty coach and that you're not worthy of helping people. This happens, especially when we are new and even when we're more seasoned, right? I still, I get refund requests for my, my programs, my courses, it just happens, right? And that's totally okay. So let's move on to social media. Okay, so what happens if you get a mean comment on social media? So it's really important to know the difference between a total asshole comment and constructive criticism. I don't believe asshole comments deserve a response. Of course, that is your decision. It's up to you. You can respond. But I feel like when people are just being assholes, they're just being mean. They're just saying mean comments to you because they didn't like your content. Uh, you know, they're pointing fingers or making a comment about your appearance, the way you talk, whatever it is. I don't think that stuff justifies a response because you're never going to change your mind. They're just some asshole who is taking out their internal shit on social media, and you're never going to convince them to not think what they just wrote. You know, that's, that's their thing. If they, if they want to energetically just put mean shit to strangers on social media, then that's their thing. And they can deal with their own karma over that. But I do believe constructive criticism deserves a response. In today's world, people seem to be really, really fucking uncomfortable with having compassionate discourse and compassionate disagreement. People seem to be getting really triggered when someone doesn't agree with them. And it's, it's really, really problematic that there are people out there that think everyone needs to see it the way they see it, right? We are all incredibly complex individuals, right? We have different experiences, backgrounds, belief systems, right? We're not all going to agree. It's impossible. And we need to be okay with the fact that someone isn't going to agree with our point, especially if we are speaking on something that maybe is a little bit more polarizing. I think we all can do a better job of responding compassionately to constructive criticism. I think we can all do a better job of that. And if you are getting triggered when somebody 
is posting something constructive, that is criticism on your social media, I would use that as an opportunity to learn something, right? Triggers are truly teaching moments. They're an opportunity for us to learn, to get better, right? I'm not going to say I never get triggered with constructive criticism. I do all the time, but I'm aware of it, right? And I'm like, okay, that's your ego, Kendra. And then I sit with it because I am going to respond. But when I've had a minor trigger, my nervous system is a little fired up, right? So I need to just like walk away from it, not think about it for a while, and then come back to it another time when I am in a good mindset, okay? Because the state of emotion or the energy that we are sitting in when we write is really important. I don't think we should ever comment or write back to anyone in a state of anger, a state of trigger, in a state of sympathetic nervous system expression, right? I think that's a really big problem. So don't ever respond to a mean comment when you are in a sympathetic state, when your nervous system is fired up, when you're triggered, when your heart is racing, just walk away. No one expects you to respond right away. Take a few deep breaths, come back to it tomorrow. That's totally fine. You can wait an entire day. I give you permission to wait even two days before you come back and respond. And when we do respond, we want to respond with compassion, like I mentioned, but also curiosity. I'm always curious. Why do people think a different way? I always like to try to see people's point of view. And while I may never agree with their point of view, I can see it, I can understand it, I can respect it and move on. It's totally okay. And this is gonna happen more and more as you know, you start, start taking a stand on certain manners, right? Things that are more polarizing, right? I am a strong proponent of uh, medical sovereignty and sometimes I speak on those things and ultimately, I get some gnarly comments (laughs) and that's okay, right? It's because I'm triggering people. I'm triggering people because I believe that I should have the choice over what happens to my body and what goes in my body, right? And that triggers some people and it's okay. It's okay if it triggers them. That's their responsibility. It's not mine. Nothing they say to me, nothing they do is ever going to make me think differently, right? I'm very steadfast in that um, belief about that and that value, but I'm okay with the fact that other people don't agree with me. And that's, that's fine. I may not understand it. It may totally perplex me, but it's fine. That's their choice. We always need to respect people's choices, right? If we want people to respect our choices and our points of view, then we have to return that favor back to them. We have to pay it forward. You are going to receive some hate, a bad review, an angry client, bad feedback, an angry comment on social media at some point, if you haven't already, and it's totally okay, it's normal. This is something that you do sort of build a bit of protection around. I used to get highly triggered by all of these things so much that I would cry for like a whole half day. And it was really, really hard for me. It was incredibly difficult, but over time, I started to create a a healthier perspective around it because I always like to send a lot of compassion, especially to the haters, especially to the rude asshole comments, because I truly believe that people who are super reactive and just snap back to people on social media, say asshole things. I actually think they're probably in pain. I actually think they're probably hurting hurt people, hurt people, people who are healthy, who are balanced, who understand how to communicate, who have compassion. I don't think they actually do that on social media. The pathway to enlightenment never included arguing with someone in the comments. And so I just try to send those people love and move on because I don't want to give it any of my energy. I don't want to give it anything. 
And that's not to say I'm not human. And every now and then it just kind of, it might get me for a second. And if it does, I just try to take a moment, right? Instead of pushing it down, I always try to find out where it lives in my body. I do take a few deep breaths. I kind of do a little body scan and I try to figure out, you know, where am I feeling this anxiety right now? Where is it living in my body? Typically it's my solar plexus. That's where a lot of my tension seems to live. And then once I find out where it lives, I just sit with it. I observe it. I don't judge it. I don't try to change it. I just sit with it. And that's not the most comfortable thing to do. But what I have learned is that the more I avoid things, the harder it is for me to move through them. So it's really, really valuable to me to actually sit with it. And once I've sat with it for a little bit, given it my attention, my love, my gratitude, my uh, compassion, my attention, that's when I go through a little breath work practice. And I might do five or 10 minutes of focused breath work to try to move that energy. And it's amazing how I feel. And so anytime I need to do that, and I encourage you to find a practice, maybe breath work, maybe meditation, maybe journaling or something else to just help you work through those things because they are going to happen. And if we can work through them, you can get yourself to a point where you see it. You see that mean comment, you acknowledge it, you send that person love, and then you just move on with your day. Imagine that. All right. I hope you found this episode of the Wealthy Coach Podcast super, super valuable. If you want to support me in the best way possible, that would be to leave a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you don't know how to do this, just go below this episode in your podcast app, or you can go to the show notes at kendraperry.net slash episode 92. That's one word and then nine two are numbers. So kendraperry.net forward slash episode 92. And we have little tutorials on how to do it. It's pretty easy for iOS users, a little bit trickier for Android users. Um, but if you took two minutes out of your time to give me a five-star review, I would appreciate that so, so, so much. And you can also connect with me on Instagram. My handle is at Kendra Perry Inc. If you are listening on your smartphone right now, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories. Give me a little tag at Kendra Perry Inc. Tell me your biggest take home and I will reach out to you personally and introduce myself. And I would just love to chat with you. And that's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next Monday, same time, same place where I help you become wealthy AF.